Well, will we ever start actually protecting kids again? And why does everything come down to race in a country where race isn't supposed to matter? It's all in this week's Piss Off. All right, before I get way too far into this, um, let me start by airing a slight grievance. So this past week, I had to do an update or an upgrade, whatever, on my iPhone. And then I also had to do an update on uh, my laptop here. Can we stop with the updates for a while? All, all the update on my iPhone got me was blurry wallpaper, which I had to Google in regards to how I needed to go about fixing that, because that actually was distracting. And then uh, apparently the uh, font for the time needed to be changed. I'm not sure why that was necessary, but just a little thing that annoyed me. There, there's supposed to be, I guess, some supposed bug fixes in here, which I, to be honest, just ignorantly speaking, I, I'm not exactly sure what a bug in a phone is. I'm guessing it's a problem. And, and a, apparently a bug I didn't even realize was a problem. So there's that. Listen, what Apple doesn't seem to understand, and if you're an Android user, whatever other types of smartphones are out there, I apologize. But um, what they don't seem to understand is that, you know, people don't like change. I, I just, I just want to be able to turn on my phone and use it how I've always used it and have it look like it looked the day before without having to go through three different menus to change it back to where I had it before the update, which, you know, to go through those three menus, I had to go on Google and figure out what menus I had to go through to get it back to where I wanted my phone. Dear God, enough with the updates. All right. Anyway, moving on. So uh, this past week, there was a lot of talk about a 17-year-old girl who was exposed to a naked man in the women's locker room at a YMCA in San Diego. That's right. Uh, sit down. I, I should have warned you. You probably should have sat down before that. This, this was in San Diego, California. Uh, I apologize uh, for uh, not giving a trigger warning or whatever. But uh, yeah, in San Diego, if you can believe that. Of course, the man that was involved was a trans woman, which is a fancy way of saying he's a man who now identifies as a woman. And by that particular YMCA standards, he was permitted to use and roam around freely in the women's locker room. Now, an important note here is that with it being a women's locker room, young girls also use that locker room. So the 17-year-old girl spoke out about this incident, and somehow the media and others found a way to make her the bad guy. That's gross, by the way, that, that they found a way to make her the bad guy. Now, as I've said before, if you're a dude who wants to pretend to be a woman or a woman who wants to pretend to be a dude, that's your business and right. But the expectation that everyone else has to pretend with you that's not a right you possess. And a man freely being allowed to expose himself to women and girls in a women's locker room seems to me to be only further proof that society is not only losing its mind, but also losing any sense and obligation to actually protect children. There's definitely bad guys in this situation, and it's definitely not the 17-year-old girl. 
For starters, a grown man who thinks he can casually stroll around a women's locker room used to be called a pervert. And as far as I'm concerned, he still is. I don't care how he or anyone else identifies because, you know, I don't have to. And I certainly am not going to advocate for this pervert or the YMCA for that matter. Anyone with an active brain can clearly see and acknowledge that the 17-year-old is the victim here, not the grown man who wants to play make-believe and demands everyone else plays make-believe with him. See, to me, the fact is that women and girls should be able to go into a women's locker room without worrying about whether or not some pervert will be lurking around. The problem is that some in our society have put the well-being and safety of children behind making a delusional pervert feel accepted. Now, let me say this. If you're putting a pervert's feelings before the safety of children, you're as bad as the pervert now. Let there be no doubt about that. You know, this should be a no-brainer, but all this situation has shown us is that having no brain allows you to make the most ridiculous policies and then blame children for being put in unsafe and uncomfortable situations for the sake of make-believe. It's gross. A society that refuses to protect its children is a society destined for destruction. At some point, we're going to have to correct this course, or we will inevitably be destroyed by our own doing. You know, I personally hope the 17-year-old's family sues that YMCA and the pervert for everything they have, and I hope they win. But I'm sure there will be some activist judge who decides that the pervert should have more rights than a child. All right. So that's my little take on that. Uh, let's move on to the Tyree Nichols incident. In case you're not familiar with that, this was a uh, man that was beat by cops in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, neither the left nor the right has wasted this opportunity to spew more nonsense. See, the left wants to pretend it's all about racism, and the right is looking for everything they can to not necessarily justify the incident, but to place some blame on Nichols. Now, I would argue that both are misplaced. I'm going to start with an article from the New York Post uh, from January 28, 2023. In approximately 2018, Memphis Police Department loosened the education requirement, which had originally required applicants to have 54 college credit hours or an associate's degree. Five years of work experience was considered to be sufficient. Now, this is an argument I think the right is coming out with saying basically that police departments are lowering their standards and that's why this all happened. And I'll get more into that here in just a little bit. But uh, to go on with the article, uh, the department then offered a $15,000 signing bonus in both 2021 and 2022. I'm not sure what your guys' standard of living is, but $15,000 is... A, a nice uh, a nice amount of cash there. And just last year, the department got rid of the timed physical ability test and lowered the education requirement from 54 credit hours to 24. To give you some insight with police departments here, and I'm not going to get into all my experience, but to give you some insight here, what the timed physical agility test does and these requirements for college credit hours 
it not only shows your physical ability and possibly intellectual ability to be able to do the job as a police officer, but it also shows some type of commitment you have to your own to your own health and some type of commitment you have to getting an education and trying to better yourself. That's that's also what these tests are designed to do. Do you have the wherewithal to handle these types of situations as far as just taking care of yourself and committing to something prior to becoming a police officer? So it shows some, you know, self-initiative. It shows some commitment. It shows some, you know, your, your just ability to be an adult, kind of. So we still don't really know everything that occurred, but I have watched uh, some of the videos from the incident. And while it appears Nichols resisted and ran from the police, and some of the force is justified as far as the officers trying to get control of him, there was no justification in the ensuing violence, which included kicks to the head and baton strikes to the body, just to name a few things. Additionally, punching him repeatedly in the head was also unjustified. Now, of course, the knee-jerk reaction from the left, which is also a political strategy, I suppose, was to cite racism, which is odd as all of the officers involved and currently being charged with various crimes for this incident were all black males. A couple of points to make here. For one, we have been told for years now that black people can't be racist, which is ludicrous, but it's what we've been told to believe. So as far as I'm concerned, race is not an issue here, especially if that's what the left wants to push. And I don't just believe race isn't an issue here because we've been told black people can't be racist. It's not an issue because race is rarely, if ever, actually an issue in these incidents. Also, I think the narrative being pushed that these five officers were racist due to some type of brainwashing from the system is about as dumb and racist, actually, as it gets. See, it appears the suggestion being made is that black people also can't think for themselves. How racist is that thinking? These five officers thought for themselves, and it wasn't great. These five officers appeared to not be the greatest of people, and that has no bearing on their race. That conclusion is reached because of their own actions. That's a refreshing thought. Now, those who want to blame the system or Nichols' actions and use it as a scapegoat for those officers, I suppose they can do that if they would rather eliminate any sense of personal responsibility. Ah, my theme of personal responsibility returns once again. See, if we look at personal responsibility in these situations, then everything from race to blame it on the system to this is just how police are melts away rather quickly. Now, do I believe lowering the standards for selecting and hiring police officers can lead to incidents like this? Absolutely. Lowering standards is just that. It's lowering standards. But here's another challenge I want you to think about. Police hiring and staffing numbers are falling nearly everywhere around this country. Why is that? Well, there's a few reasons, and very important reasons, actually. First of all, this job is not a lot of fun. Police officers are tasked with dealing with all of the crap no one else wants to deal with. Then, 
they are held to nearly impossible standards on the job. See, police officers are asked to be the tough guy in the room who will deal with bullies, thieves, abusers, and murderers that no one else wants to deal with. And then police officers are asked to be Mr. Nice Guy to everyone they come into contact with, while also having to tolerate the worst treatment from the very communities they take an oath to protect. The basic truth is that the number of people willing to do that kind of work for the treatment and pay they receive has never been a high number. Then you toss in the defund the police nonsense pushed by pure idiots in the country, and the number willing to take on that job drops even further. Police officers receive training, contrary to popular belief, and lots of it. But as can be illustrated by the incident in Memphis, the individual officer or officers have to be willing to actually utilize that training and utilize it properly. If an officer or officers decide they're going to treat incidents like a street brawl or cage fight, then that's not a lack of training. It's a lack of character, personal responsibility, and self-control. The amount of people that used to show up to police hiring processes is dropping all over the place. It was noted in the New York Post article that Memphis PD was short 500 officers as of January 2022. 500 officers. A lot of departments are understaffed, and a lot of those departments are understaffed because they don't want to lower the standards, which makes sense in this line of work. Police departments want good officers, but good people willing to do the job is decreasing exponentially. Vilifying the police as a whole will not result in the magical world of make-believe that the defund the police advocates think it will, and our politicians certainly aren't helping. In fact, let me read you some of President Biden's statement regarding this latest incident. Like so many, I was outraged and deeply pained to see the horrific video of the beating that resulted in Tyree Nichols' death. It is yet another painful reminder of the profound fear and trauma, the pain and the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. He goes on for two more paragraphs to discuss how he spoke with um, the Nichols family. And then the final paragraph. We must do everything in our power to ensure our criminal justice system lives up to the promise of fair and impartial justice, equal treatment, and dignity for all. Real and lasting change will only come if we take action to prevent tragedies like this from ever happening again. That is why I called on Congress to send the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act to my desk. When Senate Republicans blocked that bill, I signed an executive order that mandated stricter use of force standards and accountability provisions for federal law enforcement, as well as measures to strengthen accountability at the state and local level. Uh, this also coming from the guy that thinks police officers should shoot violent attackers in the leg. So, first of all, regardless of what you might believe about the George Floyd incident, George Floyd was no hero. And naming a police reform bill after a repeat offender in which those offenses included repeated drug and violent crimes isn't a great starting point. But more importantly, for our president to vilify the very profession that is in place to keep our community safe is utterly disgusting. I know he has begrudgingly spoken out against the defund the police movement, 
I mean, how can he not when you see police departments falling apart at the seams because of the defund the police movement? But putting out a statement degrading police does the exact opposite of what he claims to be trying to do. Our country has a crime and violence issue, which we don't seem very focused on unless someone with a gun hurts and kills people or a handful of police officers act in a way that goes against everything they were trained to do and goes against everything the majority of police officers are actually out there trying to do. So what's the solution to that? To be honest, I'm not completely sure. But we have to start looking at real issues instead of mindlessly pointing the finger at everything that doesn't fix the issues. A couple of things that I would point to, which people are going to lose their minds about, would be fatherless homes and a reluctance to actually punish criminals in ways that deter others from thinking crime is cool or glamorous. Criminals are not heroes, not even close. And whether anybody likes it or not, having positive male role models in the lives of children is extremely helpful and beneficial and would, in fact, deter some of the crimes and violence that we see in our country. So we can continue to blame racism and the system, or we can search for actual solutions. What I do know is that blaming everyone else and everything else for an individual's actions has not solved anything, and it never will. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks for listening, and uh, piss off. <laughs>